new crew, NYC, in Brooklyn, still here. All right, what up, what up, what up? It's your girl, Josina Anderson, host of The Crew, and my background is a little bit different today because I am in Phoenix for the Super Bowl, which you know is going on this Sunday, so pardon the background, but it's all good because we can't be out here and not have some sort of preview about what's going to happen this Sunday between the Chiefs and the Eagles. Uh, Prince Amukamara is going to be joining us from, uh, what, where are you, in Arizona? He's going to be joining us from Arizona. Obviously, mm-hmm. I want to know what he thinks about the fact that his Giants didn't make it after all that talking and prediction that he was doing. But before we get to that, of course, you can find our podcast on Odyssey's app. Download that to your phone or wherever you get your pods or just simply go to the URL, thecrewnyc.com. That's the YouTube uh, URL that will take you right to our page and you can get it right there. But without further delay, let's get right to the show for a crew call. (laughs) Well, looky, looky there. We got Fred Smoot in his uh, uh, gray sweater. Usually he got a coffee mug, but we're taping this a little later in the day. I still got the coffee mug. Yeah, who got the coffee? <laughs> and we got Principal Kabara from Arizona, although he's feeling a little under the weather, didn't have his echinacea in Elderberry. Are you gonna be all right, Prince? I'm gonna be solid. I'm gonna be good. I'm okay. I was immune, I'm immunized. Oh, you're immunized. Okay, so we're not gonna get into all of that I'm with the vaccine. I'm gonna say, is that the same thing that Aaron Rodgers is? Is immunized? That's, where, that's where I got it from. Speaking <laughs> of him, you saw what he's doing, right? He's gonna go four days. Complete in a, darkness, so he yeah. can make so he can make a educated decision on what's gonna. I, I, I seen that and I I thought about it. You know, I'm one of the people. I, you know, I like to be close to Eric. I really do, but <laughs> sometimes with Aaron, it comes off as uh, I'm doing it to make you think I'm a certain type person instead of the, it just being all right. Who I am? Right, right, right. <laughs> so, do you have a problem with this, Prince? Is or no, 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 no. I'm I'm more with I'm more with smooth. It's just. It's it's extra, but I guess it's like what's the phrase? Whatever floats your boat. And he's been um, he's been soul searching for a while, so um, hope he finds it. it it's well, been working be, the last couple be, of years. Hey, the one thing about it is, growing up in the in the hood in the ghetto, I have seen my four days of darkness. I don't think I want it again. Yeah, well, <laughs> I I don't have a problem with the man taking the time that he needs and the space that he needs to make an educated decision. We can have another conversation about whether you guys think it's dramatic, but we're going to get to that really quick as I set up these headlines. Here we go. So we're definitely going to get to these uh, headlines that you were talking about. But first, really quickly, I just want to spin back the clock because last night was opening night at the Super Bowl, big media night where the Chiefs and the Eagles gather to kind of introduce themselves uh, to the media at this stage. It was very interesting to me because, you know, a lot of people have been there before from the Travis Kelsey's to the Fletcher Cox's and the Brandon Graham's. Uh, but this was uh, Jalen Hurts' first time and things like that. Uh, one of the things that I was asking the guys while I was out there, Brandon Ayuk had made this comment. I don't know if you guys saw it. Um, yeah. Everybody uh, getting out here in Phoenix. And he said that he basically thought that the uh, Chiefs 
pass offense was going to expose the Eagles in a way that they didn't get the chance to do that. So I was asking guys about that. Brandon Graham said he can think about it while he's at home watching the Super Bowl with his friends. <laughs> on the couch. Uh, Fred, what do you think about Brandon Ayuk and people from the 49ers still talking? No, they're not there. You know what? It's like your ex. You know, the one thing about a scoring ex, they have nothing good to say about you. They, 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 the only thing they say about you is the worst things they can come up with. And right now, he's the sore loser. He's coming off as the sore loser. At the end of the day, if you want to talk some trash on this week, you need to win last week. So at the end of the day, I don't want to hear it. And I'm like Brandon Graham, man. It doesn't matter what Brandon I you say. And at the end of the day, last time I checked, that, that with Darius Slay and Bradbury could be the best pair of corners in the league when you're talking about both of them and what they do and how they go about getting it done in the league. So if you can find me a better two, talk to me. Talk to me. Uh-huh. Prince, your thoughts? I think there's holes in both defense. I think um, – I mean, yeah, Brandon Ayuk, it's it's tough for him to talk right now. Um, but to his defense, right, he had – what he played with three quarterbacks that, yeah. that game. So – he didn't have a fair shot, but it's crazy because Max Cosby, Max Crosby, also said that um, like they're going with the Chiefs and stuff like that. And so I don't know if people just have any ill ill will against the Eagles, uh, like they're hating, or yes, it's an educated it's an educated um, decision. Prince, you were drafted to the most hated division in football. So was I, the NFC. Everybody hates Washington. Everybody hates New York. Everybody hates Philly. Everybody that don't love Dallas hates Dallas. So at the end of the day, that's what it is. It's a big market versus small market mentality. And everybody pulls for the underdog. And if everything's equal with the teams, the only thing that makes you an underdog is one is big city, one is small city, Midwest, that's what they're pulling for. I'm sorry. I'm pulling for the Eagles. I'm pulling for the NFC East. Matter of fact, think about this. We don't own the division in football. Every team got a ring. So guess what? Every mm. team in the, in the division got multiple rings beside one team, and that's Philadelphia. If they win this weekend, they become – we become multiple ring uh, a division. division. That's you can do. Wow. Huh? We. Oh. Okay. Yes, we, because Washington <laughs> got three. We got three. Don't forget that. It's you and Morris usually going at it, Commodores versus Eagles, but I hear a lot of wind while Morris. Commodores. Well, we, we is more of a SEC thing and a NFC East thing. It's oh. NFC East versus everybody else. I'm oh. sorry. They're just the way it goes. But this is what I was – okay, so I heard you say you're pulling for the Eagles, but I did ask guys like Brandon Graham and Slay because he got on me yesterday for calling him Darius because I keep calling him what his mama named him. He said, call me Slay. So that's my fault, Slay. I know Slay. Hey, hey, if, it, hey, if his mama named him Slay, call him Slay. You said what? If his mama named him Slay, call him Slay. Okay, well, that's his last name. But I said, <laughs> I don't understand. I hear you people calling for the Eagles. But do you not think that the experience at the quarterback level is going to be the defining edge when you're talking about a quarterback who has been there before versus, and this is the person that touches the ball all the time, somebody who's not been there at all. You don't think that that's going to be the defining edge out of all of these different components to consider? Absolutely no. not. Yeah, you no. see, we've seen how poised and, and Jalen Hurts is in the game and in and in his interviews. He's just cool, calm, and collective. He doesn't see the Super Bowl yet. 
I know. Yeah, but he's played in numerous national championships. He's been on the big stage his whole life. He's been up for the Heisman. No football. It's still a football game. And let me tell you something. The only way you can start a dynasty is is knocking off the king. That's just the way it goes. At the end of the day, Pat Mahomes had to knock somebody out. Eli had to knock Tom off. Like, you get there, and and, and guess what? Uh, Here goes the thing that most people don't like to talk about. Jalen not going against Patrick Mahomes. He's going against the Kansas City defense. <laughs> Show is Patrick Mahomes going against Philadelphia defense. And not only is he going against him, he's going against him with the best run game in this game. Philadelphia can beat you so many different ways that they don't yeah. have to solely rely on Jalen Hurts. Yeah, go ahead. Bro. Yeah. No, I was I was gonna say now if if you're telling me if one of the if one of those quarterbacks throw a pick six on their first rep. And you're asking me who can recover, who would be able to recover faster from that? I, uh, I'm going to say Patrick Mahomes. And it would be interesting to see what happens if, like, Jalen gets something, like, they experience some type of adversity um, within the first couple of plays. And um, it'll, be, it'll be interesting to see how they bounce back. I think Casey is built for that because of the experience, though. And then, but the other thing that I feel like y'all are not bringing up is what about the, the experience at the coaching level as far as Andy Reid having been there? You Doug know, Peterson as, beat Bill Belichick. That's out the door. It, 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 doesn't, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Like, it's football game. But has I'm to be playing. this matchup. I'm not saying that there's never been a head coach who's beaten a head coach who's been there before. What yeah. I'm talking about is these two specific coaches, as far as what you think about Andy Reid, you know, versus a Nick Sirianni who's not been there with this two pair. You know what I'm saying? I don't see I it's a it's a clear winner in who's the best coach. It's Andy Reid, all right? Mm-hmm. One coach is up and ascending, one coach is trying to stay at the uh, Mount Rushmore at the top of it. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, it's the same battle that's going on with the quarterbacks. So I look at it in totality and say, okay, they got the coaching edge, they got the quarterback edge, but that's when it stops. They don't have the best receiving core. They don't have the best offensive line. A group defense line is Philadelphia. Group defensive backs is Philadelphia. Linebackers could be a wash. So, uh, you know, it's it's on both sides. It's it's things leaning both ways. But I don't think it's going to matter in this game. Go ahead, yeah. Frank. No, I, I, I agree. I agree. Once you level everybody out, coach to coach, um, and then you go down to the players, I think it always go, comes down to the players. Um, coaches coach, players play, and um, coaches lose games and players win games. So it's going to come down to the players. Yeah, y'all say that. But then at the end of these games, I've been seeing through the regular season where people are talking about coaches that didn't manage the last two minutes, that didn't manage or understand the situation, yeah. that misread or didn't get replays and, and did the wrong thing. You say that, but in crucial moments, that's not what I hear. They're not, they're no, not that, that, that makes my point. That goes mm-hmm. coaches lose games, players yeah. win, win win games. games. Yeah. yeah, yeah. For example, when we could talk about, I mean, Jeff Saturday, I'm sure is going to be a great coach, but I mean, we can just <laughs> we can look at his his resume from from this past season, and you can see how like a coach has lost games. We can go to Jaguars and, and the Chargers with with a Brandon Staley. Um, he's the head coach. I don't know if all the decisions was was on him, but they they had a great um, a great lead at halftime, and then ended up losing. Hey, first of all, and, and Joe Cena, you have to realize, no, not the coaching thing in this one is all those coaches that made those bad decisions, they're at home. They with me and you. They're gonna be watching the game. These are the two best coaches. 
in the NFL this year. The best in the NFC and the best in the AFC. So the coaching staffs will be ready. The players will be ready. Who makes the mistakes first and who has the ball last? That'll mm. tell you the winner. Well, I will say this about Nick Sirianni. So I, I talked to him last night at the uh, the media opening night, and one of the clips that they keep replaying of Nick Sirianni when you see him on TV is when he's on the sideline and he does that head nod, you know, when he does that thing. And I said, you remind me of somebody who was in high school who just based on the way you talk and you carry yourself, you didn't have any problem you know, talking trash to anybody, but at the same time, there's something about you that gets along with everybody. So I was asking him what, you know, was that? And he was just talking about how, uh, and I didn't know this prior to last night, I'm sure people in Philly knew that, but that his cancer had, uh, excuse me, that his dad had cancer twice and mm. seeing him battle through that and the way that he and his brothers kind of roughed up each other, kind of, you know, and elicited that mentality. But the reason why I bring that up to say is because Fletcher Cox had just made a point and I've heard Fletcher made this, make this twice. Because uh, even though they won the Super Bowl before, he keeps saying that this team is more selfless and they yep. play for each other more. Mm -hmm. And I know uh, Nick is a part of that as far as because A.J. Brown even said that on our show, like they, he, he finds a way to have more fun. So I'm just curious what you all think about a couple of those comments and, you know, how much Nick has to do with that, because, you know, somebody else, I think it was Julian Love from the Giants made a comment saying <laughs> anybody can win coaching the Eagles. So is that a skill what Nick Sirianni is doing or is he the beneficiary of just a bunch of talent everywhere? Chris, I think you definitely there. There definitely has to be a fine line between between be, being a, a player's coach and then being a sort of um, dictator in, in a sense. And I feel like he has he's found that fine line, especially when, when players just speak genuinely about you. I mean, that, that says a lot. Like Brandon Graham is probably one of the most genuine dudes I know. And for, mm. there, there was a time in the, um, there's a time he, he was speaking to the media and he was actually, he had Coach Sirianni's back um, in regards to what Julian Love said. Outside, yeah. And yeah, and it, it was just genuine. Like they really love that coach. And when you, when you love your coach, it's, <clears> it's like, you just go the extra the extra effort um for that coach and so the fact that he he that um his team has his back i mean that's probably what's been carrying them through this all mm -hmm. i just think uh, all coaches got to identify uh, some identified as coaching gurus are geniuses them coaches that's you know they do everything with their mind then you have the coaches that are disciplinarians. Uh, you come in mind of a Bill Parcells. Uh, mm -hmm. then, you, then you have coaches that have the granddaddy effect, and that puts me in the mind of a Joe Gibbs. Uh, you'll do anything to run. And he was a hybrid between a uh, football genius and granddaddy effect. And I think Sariana has picked off a little bit of all of those things because the coach that you think back of like a granddaddy, it ain't nothing I won't do for you. I'll run through that brick wall if you tell me to because I trust every word you say. If you are a football genius, you've shown me you know the football game so much. When you put you call a play, I trust your play. I'm able to play. If you're a disciplinarian, the other team has to beat us. All right? We're not going to beat ourselves. And that's what I see, a little mixture of all three. He's, he's not taking a lane to be identified. Because when we talk about Andy Reid, 
We say football genius, all right, offensive genius, all right, where this guy, he takes a little bit of, of all of it. So that means he can play off my emotions, he can play off of my mind, and he can play off of my soul. I'll play for you today, coach. <laughs> so when you think now about where everything is standing, you guys have had an opportunity to hear a lot of things with regards to this matchup. And I know uh, Smoot had asked you and Morris last week kind of what you're thinking going ahead for your um, for your Super Bowl picks. But before I ask you again, just to make sure what you guys have to say is your final pick, is there anything else with regards to the matchups or something that's standing out to you that you're going to be watching for or you think will be a main factor for this game? Um, I would say, of course, because Andy Reid – was at was at the Eagles um, before before the Chiefs. I think that that has that something might be played um, in into that. And I mean, he hasn't shown it or, or spoke about it, but I'm sure inside. I mean, that's a team that 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 um that hired you and gave and gave you a shot. I'm sure you you want to you want to stick it to them. And um, I think with with Tom Brady finally hanging it up, um, I think like. Patrick Mahomes is ready to, you know, to take over, to 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 take the torch, and and this would winning this game will help him in um in doing that. Go ahead, go ahead, Fred. Mm. I had to think different on this one. All right, uh, if I had to say anything, uh, everybody talking about the Kelsey brothers. I think the matchup is the Kelsey brothers, Chris Jones versus Jason Kelsey. And the linebackers of Philadelphia versus Kelsey, the tight end. So at the end of the day, I think whoever wins that one-on-one -on -one battle, because if Kelsey don't stop Chris Jones off the A-gap, uh, Hurd don't have to worry about making plays. Hurd don't have to worry about making plays. He won't make any plays. And if he can't, and if Patrick Mahomes can't get the ball to uh, Kelsey, they won't move the ball because they won't win on the outside consistently enough against Slay and Bradbury to keep that chain moving. And we're also talking about a Kansas City team that hasn't leaned on the run a lot. And see, that's what I think is going to separate this game is the run game. Jalen Hurts is a runner by trade also. He is that 11th man we cannot account for on defense with Miles Sanders, with a running game, and so the best offensive line in football. I think the Philadelphia Eagles are going to go being defensively with their offense. They're going to make Patrick Mahomes watch as much of the game as we're going to watch. And if he ain't got the ball but five, six, seven drives, they can dictate the pace of this ball because we know how anxious Kansas City offense gets. Yeah, and uh, I, I want to add to that because that reminded me of um, if you guys remember Tampa Bay with Sue, um, JPP, um, and their uh, just just their whole their whole rush. They they obliterate. It was bad in the Super Bowl. We couldn't we couldn't believe it. Like Patrick Mahomes was literally running for his life, mm -hmm. and so the Eagles for sure, like you said, Smooth definitely has that outfit to create um, that that havoc and so it's going to be interesting to see um yeah it's going to be interesting to see if eagles study that film um against um uh against the chiefs in, in that super bowl
And Prince, I was going to ask you, Prince, think about this. We just talked about that, all right? We talked about the fact that uh, you got Fletcher Cox and Hargrave. And Fletcher Cox is almost your third D lineman in the interior right now. Then you have Sweat. Then you have Brandon Graham. You can't double anybody. You're talking about an offensive line that's limping in here. And you're talking about a quarterback. Don't forget his ankle still hurting. Whatever it is, it ain't 100%. And he has no run game to survive. So no run game, beat up wide receivers, and a tight end is my go-to. I'm telling you, it will not be as seamless as the Kansas City Chiefs fans think it will. A lot of hurdles. Well, you know what's interesting, too, speaking of, you know, credit and not credit, is that Hassan Reddick uh, has been saying that he feels like he uh, hasn't been getting, you know, a lot of credit. And then I saw – people on uh, Twitter snapping back and saying, well, you're getting credit now because this is the best that we've seen you're producing. And then he's talking about the situation he's put in. And then what was interesting to me, even though we're reverting back here a little bit quickly, is I heard people talking about, you know, part of the reason why he was able to produce in that sense is because of a mistake Kyle Shanahan made by having a backup tight end blocking or something like that. You no, know, he already- felt like caused the Brock, the Brock Purdy injury. Go ahead. What mm-hmm. were you saying? I, he earned that. He earned yeah, that he game. Did. He went out he there did. and he beat the guy in front of him. Had nothing to do with who they put in front of him. Whoever right. they put in front of him was gonna get beat. So it didn't matter. Now the and now the question is: Don't worry about what you've done. Uh, it's about yeah. what's about to happen this week. And the question is: Can you check? Kelsey one-on-one, because right, he's going to be forced to cover him sometimes. But if they're smart, they'll make sure the safeties are always over top when this happens, because if you take him away, you're going to force Pat Mahomes to go to his second and his third read, and with this D-line, they will eat. So that's what you're anticipating, is that Reddick is going to be – is that that's going to be his matchup? Well, I figure they really want to rush him. Uh, they don't really want him in coverage. But right. the one thing about Andy Reid, all he needs to do is motion the guy over there. You thinking he pass protecting, he chip before he go out. Once the coordinator see it, he's going to tell him to stay with him on the next couple of times that happen. So it, it's going to be that chess match. We talked about coaching. We're going to see coaching at his best so they can force Reddick to be matched up with him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so – now, uh, before we get to Tom Brady, I want to know, uh, we're going to check in with the Super Bowl picks. Prince of Mukamara, you were going on and on and on about the Giants. You said they were going to be the dark horse. <laughs> they were going to remind us of the 2017, uh, 2011 what, what, yeah, what, what, what yeah. year was it? What was 11, it? 11. 11. There you go. 2011 uh, Giants. So um, do you care to speak to that? Because you, you didn't, Morris said you didn't show up after that. <laughs> I don't. I don't, don't want to speak on that. I don't want to speak on that. I want to speak on what's happening today, now, okay. Sunday. So, um, I'm. If I if I if I were to bet my money, I'll put it on the Eagles. Uh-huh. However, Uh-oh. I want I I want the Chiefs to win. I think it's mm-hmm. time that um that you know that um that that Patrick Mahomes because he already has one under his belt. Right. I want him to to go up there and compete with. With um with Tom and stuff like mm-hmm. that, I mean, he, has, he has a lot of work to do, but I think winning this one will um you know it will be a step in the right direction. So you think Mahomes is better situated mm. to catch mm. Tom? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 And that includes yeah. Jalen Hurts is in the Joe Burrows. Yeah. 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 I mean, he already I, has one. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel you. And he has multiple trips to the Super Bowl. Yeah, so he has multiple. Like, yeah. It, like put it like this, it's starting to get to the point like Tom Brady, every Super Bowl, they got a room with his name on it. Exactly. I, I totally understand what you're saying, legacy. 
legacy. Yeah, legacy. If we if we're talking about true legacy, yeah, you would pull for Kansas City. But if you're talking about the better team, one through fifty-three, uh, when I when I when I when I when I put everybody down on a piece of paper. Yes, they got the better quarterback, but if one is an A plus, the other one is an A or B plus. He ain't far behind. Right. If I go running backs, they, they belong to the Eagles. So when I keep going through these groups, more of these groups belong to the Eagles. So all against legacy. I would love to see a new legacy start. Because mm. one thing I know about the NFC East is we all good at the same time. Right? When one win, it pushes the other ones to go chase records. I want Philadelphia to win because I feel like they're the best team, and I feel like Jalen Hurts has went through so much as a football player. Don't yeah. forget, this guy, position guy, took on national TV in the national mm. championship game. I, I always tell people I like quarterbacks that's been through something. Everybody ain't going to be uh, Sunshine Peyton Manning. But when Peyton got to the league, he went through a growing pain like he had never seen before. Jalen Hurts is the epitome of what an NFL player is. You go through stuff, you rebound, you grow from it, and you get your Jets due. I'm going for the Philadelphia Eagles. It tastes like turds in my mouth, but I'm doing it. <laughs> yeah, because Morris is on his way. You know, he's getting ready to sop it up like a biscuit. So I, I hear you. But even though, lastly, you were talking about groups, I still feel like the quarterback position should count for four of those groups. So it should it should count. Well, for well, well, it ain't like it ain't like it's it ain't like it's Pat Mahomes versus versus Trent Dilfer. This ain't. No, like, it ain't. And I'm not. And, and, and I'm going to make this clear. I'm not downing Jalen Hurts at all. I am literally just talking about amount of trips to the Super Bowl. That's it. Mm-hmm. All right. So can I give you this? Mm-hmm. Uh, who you who got the edge as the the the, the weapon X? Like, because Pat Mahomes is limping in this game, and the other guy is a legit runner. So when they can't get anything going on third down. He can get you three cheap third downs that can change this game with his right. leg. Yeah. All right, so they're going to have to spy on him. If they spy on him, they're going to hit Devontae Smith deep. They're going to hit A.J. Brown deep. And by the way, did I, rem- did I remind y'all that it's nine Mississippi players in this game? Oh, no. Nine you Mississippi players in this game? I, I'm just telling you. How do you, like, know the stats? Do you pull this up and look? Oh, I'm a nerd for this stuff, baby. I know <laughs> I, I know, the, I know my history. I yes, know where guys do. from. All I'm saying is this. Uh, Mississippi has some of the best players, if not the best players, in this game. State ambassador, as much as you promote Mississippi. Okay, lastly, really quickly, uh, before we move on, so we got, so we got, uh, we got to eat. We got two head Eagles choices, plus a heart Chiefs, but it's two. You're really registering as an Eagle, correct, Prince? Correct. Yes, I think the Eagles will win, but I'm rooting for the okay. Chiefs. All right, so we got two Eagles. That said, all right, so that's where we are for the Super Bowl predictions. Let's quickly move on to just one little headline that I thought was funny with regards to Tom Brady. I know y'all was just scrolling through Twitter, and you saw Tom Brady posed in his um, – Goat wear. It's called goat. They call them unmentionable. So he was uh, yeah. he was in his um, tidy whities but they weren't yeah. white. 
He was sitting yeah. in a bed. He he looked like he was in a hotel room. In I, Singapore somewhere, yeah. Yes, and his hand was um, covering his unmentionables. Yes. And, uh, he asked if he was doing it right or something like that. I was just talking to one of my colleagues who thinks the picture was Photoshopped. They they don't think it was his body. They think it was some his head on, on somebody else's body. <laughs> but uh, I was at Media uh, uh, Row last night, and uh, like I said, and someone asked Travis Kelsey if he would buy Tom Brady's underwear, and he had to explain that he would buy the brand, but not the ones in the uh, Twitter picture. Like, literally buy those. Yeah. Uh, right. So, anyways, what do you think about Tom Brady newly divorced in this picture and his thirst in his underwear? Uh, yeah, yeah. You you was about to say it. He was thirst trapping. Just go. <laughs> hey, 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 it's fine. Listen, as a man that has been through a divorce, yeah. As a man oh, that's God. been a pro athlete. As a man, that I think I used to be a sex symbol. I think I still am. <laughs> I, I understand his mental right now. Oh, the Tom that we are lashed at, the Tom that's kind of like letting us in and lashing out, is a Tom that hasn't had this much freedom before in his life. He's he he's played football for the last decade, two decades. He's been married, and right now he finds himself his first love of his life, football. He's divorced it. He's going through the divorce with the second love of his life. All right. Mm -hmm. Now he finds himself traveling the world and taking pictures, but naked, right? Like only the ghost can do. So what I'm saying is, let's step back and let's let the ghost live a little bit. Mm -hmm. Let's let him live. You let, is that what we need to do? We need to let him let, let him live. Prince, we let need to live. moment. Yeah, yeah no, I, I agree. I mean, there's no other there's no other reason for the picture, especially shirtless. I mean, if you if you're trying to um, model the brand, you could have had somebody else wear it. But the fact you feeling yourself 40, whatever, um, recently retired, got all the bread, got all the status. Yeah, you feeling yourself. You trying to pop off. And so I'm sure his DMs is popping. This is who I want to see dating. I think these two people should date. I like to play matchmaker. Who should I date? Think, I think I Tom Brady. Kim Kardashian and Tom Brady. Again. He should date oh. Kim Kardashian. Yeah, <laughs> it works. You know what? She didn't hear you last time. I did. I think I did add her the last time you said she didn't respond. We could try again. But uh, hey, I think, I think works. about her four kids that she got with Kanye. What? Well, he got kids too. Don't forget, he had yeah. a baby mama before Giselle. The one yeah. thing about Tom, he is in, engulfed into the football culture, baby. They right. both bringing kids to the to, to the park. I think but Tom is newly divorced. He's been through a lot. This is why he said that he's going to take a gap year and not uh, start working at Fox until 2024. You know why? Because more he time. wisely understands that he needs the time. He needs the yeah. time. Yeah, Kim Kardashian versus time. Yeah, yes. Kim Kardashian. That's Anyways, well, listen, we got our official Super Bowl picks in for Fred Smooth and Prince Amu Kamar. Nobody, what's yours? I don't yeah. give you know, as an insider, I remain neutral. I just, oh, I just yeah, I, that is true. I just remain neutral. But what I am good at is remembering what y'all did say and circling back when the time is right to see if oh any of y'all right. because at the end of the game, if it is Patrick Mahomes holding up the trophy, I will be calling both of y'all on yourself. All right, well, you can't do you, you can't do it for football. But can you do it for real life things? What's the percentage? Because I say it's a 59% chance 
that Kim and Tom started dating. What you think? <laughs> You're going back what to you that. Think? What I'm you think? A nice little bow on the show. You sitting up here still talking about Kim. Hey, hey, give me a percentage chances of them ever dating. And, and both listen, of them single right now. Both singles. You, I mean, you can mention names like Ray J. Why not? Why, why she can't go back to Ray J? <laughs> Man, she ain't going back to Ray J. You gotta realize she's at a status now where the dude she dates has to be at a, at a certain status to even handle dating her. You the main one talking about don't down people and things like that. I'm not downing nobody. I love Ray J. Ray J. Make plenty of money. When I mention Ray J, it's all no. Ray J. is my dude. By the way, he from Mississippi. Him and Brandy and they daddy. All right, but I'm saying is it eat to them. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, I just think. You know, I think people need to balance each other out. I think that's very important in a relationship. And who can understand somebody that's already under the limelight like that than somebody that's always under the limelight? Smooth. What about what about Pete Davidson? Uh, you know what? I knew Pete was a rebound because you know what? After going through all that yeah. seriousness and all that unsettled stuff with Kanye, she wanted somebody fun. Somebody could put a smile on her face and make her laugh. Like, that was the ultimate rebound. Right now, Pete Davidson is basically a basketball player. He's the ultimate rebound guy. And that's all that was. I knew it had no longevity. He ain't smooth enough. You got to be, you got to be smooth, a little smooth with yourself. Well, I appreciate, you know, the extra love advice, the, the, mm -hmm. Advice and all that other stuff. We'll see if Kim Kardashian is even listening to you. If you take my advice, Tom, take some time to yourself. Heal yourself before you walk into another relationship. And you of all people, Fred, should know that too. Hey, hey, all I gotta say is, Kim, if it happened, hey la la, you know, Baltimore right there, I understand where you're from and stuff. I'm still here in the DMV, you know, hey la la. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, <laughs> listen, I appreciate both of y'all for Fred's mood and Principal Kamara. We are out and we will talk to you after the Super Bowl. Peace. 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 <laughs>